The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right, it's better than yours. I could teach you, but I have to charge my milkshake. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason... Wait a minute, El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here, please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, at 50 pounds Who different. are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, the, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown... Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know... Hello, and welcome to episode 185 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey, friend. How are you, friend? I am so good. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm probably better than you are. I'm taking, I believe it. I'm taking the three <laughs> sheets moniker tonight. Yes. <laughs> Come on, open bar. That's right. That's right. Um, we are joined by our RawCast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. Howdy, howdy, everyone. How are you, man? Great. Just saw Deadpool. It was great. You should All go right. watch it. All right. Would you recommend it like five stars, Dave Meltzer's steps? Oh, oh, definitely five stars. Okay. <gasps> Sam likes something. <laughs> I must go. I must go. Yeah, you, you must see it. But uh, yes. there are a lot of references, like a lot of pop culture, 80s references, just like the first one. So y'all might get it. Y'all might not. All right. All right. And tonight. We're joined by an extra special guest. She's a future icon. She's a pro wrestler. She's a model. She's the plus size Pam Greer. Hey. And she's making big look sexy day by day. Hashtag F your beauty standards. It's none other than Miss Faye Jackson. Hi, everyone. How are you? Hey. I'm good. How are you? We're good. We're honored to have you tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So we're going to get into your origin story. So tell us about, you know, who you grew up watching, who got you into pro wrestling and, you know, who were some of your favorites that you grew up with um, through the years? Oh, well, I started watching as a child, probably like everybody else. Um, It was a big divide between WWE and WCW, watching like the Midnight Wars and ECW on the weekends. So I, I loved everybody from like, RVD to Tommy Dreamer to Shawn Michaels to uh, the Wolfpack to uh, Sting um, and the reason that I like wanted to get into wrestling is because of Jacqueline like I love seeing someone like her on my screen just kicking everybody's ass awesome awesome so where are you from originally I'm originally from Toledo Ohio now resides in Jersey, but I'm from Toledo, Ohio. Okay. And, um, like, I see that you were trained in the ROH Dojo. So tell, tell us about that experience. How was that? Oh, that was fine. Um, yeah, I originally actually started, I tried to start training in Queens, New York, but that didn't go too well. So, um, I became a manager out there instead of, I knew I took bumps, but I never wrestled, but um actually like researching schools finding out that ring of honor had an actual school to go train so that was in pennsylvania so i would travel like two hours three times a week to go train with them for like a little over two years so who were some of the people who were who were doing the training for you um the head trainer was delirious nice so he was the like the main trainer he's not there now but mm-hmm. he was the main trainer was there anybody else that was helping him as far as like, you know, assisting him? Uh yeah. Cheeseburger. Okay. Will Ferrar, but Delirious was the head trainer. I got we'll, you. We'll keep it at that. I got you. I got you. So you had an interesting debut, as I see that you debuted against ODB at the yeah. first ever Women of Honor T V special. Yes, I did. Cool. Any type of nerves going against a veteran like that? <laughs> all of them, all of them you can ever think of, especially when they tell you it was like a brand new set that they debuted 
and they tell you right when you get to the place, like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're airing this on TV. So, yeah, the, the nerves were, like, on a thousand. Was, uh, was ODB everything they say? Oh, she's, like, super cool. She was so <laughs> laid back. She knew I was super nervous, so we just tried to, like, she wanted to spotlight me, which, you know, you don't find many people that want to do that. But she's like, you know, this is your debut. I see you going places. So let's try to make this about you. All right. All right. Now, as a indie wrestler, as a black female wrestler and a plus size wrestler, talk about the challenges that you you know may face as far as bookings and kind of, you know, people may have doubts about what you can do as far as your in-ring ability. Oh, you mean like the three strikes? Mm-hmm. You got to set it. <laughs> <laughs> being the black wrestler, being a female wrestler, being a plus size wrestler. It's like, eh, it's, it's, it's hard. It's rough. Um, but, you know, you, one thing I was told is you're going to get a million no's before you get that one yes. So I'm constantly hitting up bookers. And, you know, either they don't answer me or they just say we're not interested. So, do I like, all right, do I'm like, all right, well, forget it. I'm never going to hit them up again. No, of course not. I'm going to keep keep asking them until they see something in me to finally be like, all right, yeah, we're going to book you because you're always going to get no at first. And it's all about, you know, getting your name out there as well as actually having the ability to wrestle and to entertain the crowd. So all that, like, like you said, being a black female plus size wrestler, it's not many of us out here if any it might be maybe i don't know two (laughs) (laughs) me and awesome kong i think it might be someone else i'm so sorry if i like forgot him (laughs) but other than that it's like you gotta just do what you gotta do that's what i try to do i try not to focus on the negatives and what people would think is a negative i try to make that stand out for myself Okay. Now, your most recent booking was at the Nova Pro Wrestling Threats to Joy pay-per-view. So, tell us who you wrestled and uh, what was the outcome of of that match? It was a four-way with uh, Penelope Ford and Lainey Luck and Veda Scott, who I had a feud with last year and the feud ended. So, didn't think I would be seeing her again, but she came back. So, (laughs) good for her. All right. And also, I saw that you were at the Making the Towns Classic in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. Was that a pretty good show for you? Oh, yeah. It was, that was a lot of fun. I made it to the second round. Jordan Grace defeated me, but it's Jordan Grace. So <laughs> she's been wrestling for well, almost a decade now. Um, As you know, you, yourself, Jordan Grace, Piper Niven, Nia Jax, there's kind of been a, you know, kind of in the women's division, there's the ability to kind of have the plus size girls. Whereas maybe in the men's ranks right now, everybody's kind of like a body guy. Well, you're plus size. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're big, not, but she's not plus size. Right. Right. If you're not like a body guy in the men's division, you know, you're kind of, you know, looked down upon. So, you know, there may be actually a little bit more leeway for the bigger girls in, in wrestling right now, because it's, you know, it, it's intimidating. Like awesome Kong, like you said, you know, she's so intimidating and so impressive that, you know, it's so believable. Yeah, just have to, what I just try to do is, like, get myself out there, keep training as hard as I can possibly train, and and hopefully the work shows. How long have you been professional? Uh, two years now. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, in the two years that you've been doing this, what was the hardest thing that you had to get accustomed to? First thing is learning how to bump that takes the longest and is the hardest because you're like training yourself to fall without stopping mm-hmm. so, and your body's natural reaction is to if you're going to fall brace for brace yourself and stop right but you know in wrestling it's like if you got to fall back fall back and don't hurt your like don't brace yourself because if you brace yourself you're gonna hurt yourself even more okay uh, what did you, what what did you find that was easier than you thought would be when you first came into it? Um, well, I think it's different for different for whoever's coming into it. Like for me, the gimmick was easy. Like for me, I'm living proof that my milkshake brings out a voice of yard. So I was like, that's easy. I can I can put that together and make that a persona. Some people find that to be the hardest, but they're also the best wrestlers. So I guess it just depends on the situation. All right, Sam, you got anything that you'd like to to ask? Hmm. No, not right now. Uh, but no, thanks. All right. It's good to have you on the show. 
so when it came to your moveset, kind of explain, you know, what your moveset is, kind of explain your in-ring style, what you kind of see yourself as, as a, as a wrestler, as a performer. Well, I'm not the most technical. I'm light on my feet, but I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself technical. I'm more of a powerhouse. I'm the one that can body slam you. I'm the one that can lift you up. I'm the one that can, like, just smash you into smithereens. So my moveset is basically, I use I do a lot of ass moves because, you know, it's there, so I might as well use it. All right, all right. Um, I see that there's something called the Women's Commonwealth Cup coming up. It's going to be taking place in June, June, uh, Saturday and Sunday, or Friday and Saturday, excuse me, June 8th and June 9th. And you're going to be facing Mia Yim in the first round. So how are you preparing for that matchup? Well, well my trainer actually helped train uh, Mia Yim back in the day, too. So I kind of got like an insight on that. My trainer now is Homicide. And he's basically helped out everybody in the business. And he's one of the best in the business. So like, and not only is like Mia Yim is my friend and she like mentored me while I was at ring of honor. So we have like a backstory. Okay. All right. So that should be a pretty interesting match, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, give us some of your, your signature moves, kind of what you're known for as far as your, your in-ring, uh, move set, your, your finisher, especially, um, I've seen a couple of YouTube clips and, uh, it has pretty devastating. Um, I do a, what I call a triple sun milkshake, which is like, a couple of hip checks to the corner into a cannonball. Uh, my finisher is the Michinoku driver, which I call the drop it like it's hot. And I also have a uh, a leg submission that I I haven't named it yet, but it's just a leg submission where I can just like like choke you unconscious with my thighs. Uh, you're the opposite of thick thighs save lives, huh? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, that's that's pretty cool that you have a, a couple of, you know, you have a, a, a finisher and then you have a submission finisher because that always comes in handy. You might not be able to, you know, always use your normal finisher to end the match. You might have to actually go to the submission sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's what I had to do against Tara Calloway when we did a uh, rip of the shreds. Like, I couldn't get her up for the Michinoku driver, so I had to go to the submission. All right. All right. So let the people know where they can follow you on Twitter and Instagram and also for bookings. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FayJackson419. And you can email me for bookings at FayJacksonBookings at gmail.com. All right. So we're definitely honored to have you on for these few minutes tonight. Uh, Miss Didi Jonay, did you have any questions that you'd like to ask or, or anything that you'd like to Um, just a black girl thing. <laughs> so, um, you have a weave? Or yeah, I do. Yes, I do. You do? How's that blend? Oh, it's a. I use Peruvian. That's the color okay. that matches my hair. There you go. See, the problem that some girls do is they just want that blown out. And it's like, baby, that ain't your texture. No, 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 no. Actually, okay. when I first moved out to New York City, I worked at a cosmetology school mm. doing financial aid. So I learned. Even I learned from a lot of the students. Mm-hmm. Here's different textures, type of weaves. I can still get, I'll pay at least like $100. And I'm yes. for a good Peruvian hair because of their discounts. Yes. <laughs> so yes. hair game on lock. So okay. <laughs> nobody, that's one thing you can say about me. I, I got the hair th- game on lock and that's why I can always change it up. All right. That's important because on an aesthetic level, that's where our girls in the WWE. And oh. even the white ones, no oh, shade. I know, I know, because I can point them out. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that don't. Yeah, some of them girls is real suspicious. Oh yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was my only question. <laughs> I have one final question, and it'll kind of um, tie into our news segment that that we'll kind of get into in our podcast. As an independent wrestler. What do you think about All In selling out in 30 minutes? Cody Rose, the Young Bucks, they took a challenge from Dave Meltzer that they couldn't sell out uh, an arena with 10,000 seats. And uh, they said, okay, hold my beer. And uh, they did it. So what do you think about that as far as, uh, you know, what that means for independent wrestling as far as, you know, this is no promoters, no promotion. It's just the performers putting this on. That's so, to me, that was so dope because it just shows that people do enjoy independent wrestling. It doesn't have to be strictly wwe or tna or ring of honor like they're doing their own thing and it just 
like it just shows I got a couple of good friends on that show and it shows that you're able to do it. Like people are watching and you know, there's money in it. So good for them. Right. There's, I mean, basically the strength of their YouTube, uh, you know, being the elite program and just the strength of the performance themselves have basically sold 10,000 seats. And it's basically the first time since WCW has been in business that somebody in America has done that besides WCW. So hats off to Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. And, you know, maybe this will be kind of the quote unquote independent wrestling WrestleMania. You know, maybe they can maybe, you know, try it again next year and see and see what happens. It will be a new thing. Who knows? Right. Yeah, but Nova wanted to do it. I think they could do it, too. Okay. Yeah. Talk about Nova. Um, you met our, our chairman, Mr. Classic Materia, uh, out there at their latest show, um, last weekend. So just talk about, um, that promotion and, and, and what you like about, you know, performing for them and, and what they have going on. Well, Nova is based out of North Virginia, the DMV area, which, uh, I will point out as the worst traffic in the history of the world. <laughs> but they, other than that, the promotion is awesome. Like everybody's a family there. It's a family run business. And, Nova is probably, if not my most favorite promotion to ever work for, like it's in the top maybe two with Nova being number one. So <laughs> I just had to put that one out there because I know they'll be listening and they'll be like, oh, why Why you say top two? No, Nova is like my favorite place to work. All right. So again, we are very honored to have you on tonight. Thank you for giving us a few you know, minutes of your time to you know, come on and, uh, you know, get yourself out there. And we'll definitely be promoting and letting everybody know about faith. Oh, I, I have a quick question. Yes, sir. Now you've done some Queens of combat. Will we see you on there again anytime soon? Yeah. So actually, um, I can do this, uh, show coming up. I think it's, uh, was it this weekend or this past weekend? It was this, was it this past weekend? I think either way they were mad at me because I couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw the one where you took on, um, you took on, uh, crap. What's your name? Davian? Davian? Oh, the last Queens of Combat show, me and um Willow Nightingale, a oh, tag okay. team. I think I saw 17. I think I saw that oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, the new ones. They should be coming out shortly. Or me and Willow, we form a tag team, and we go for the tag title belts. And we're going to do it again. So we'll be back. Um, Where can the people get the Fayez Bay shirts? Oh, you can get it from ProWrestlingTees.com slash Faye Jackson. Or if you just come to the show, I got them. You can have it. <laughs> All right. So let everybody know again where they can follow you on Twitter, Instagram, and where they can uh, find you for bookings. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook is FayeJackson419. And if you want to book me, my email is FayeJacksonBookings at gmail.com. All right. So, Faith Jackson, thank you for joining us tonight. We definitely appreciate you being, you know, a member and a guest on the WrestleCast. So you're part of the crew now. So, you know, whenever you... Um, want to talk about wrestling hit us up and we'll gladly have you on all right thank you guys for having me thank you for joining us thanks for coming on all right so mr kulunga if you want to get into raw monday night raw from london england it's all yours all right so from jolly good jolly good london uh let's see here where are we ah here we go so roman comes down to do a, his, his boring 20 minute promo he complains about being robbed by mahal last week and calls him out Grangler arrives and says that Mahal won't be coming because he has a Money in the Bank qualifier later tonight. He's getting the chance because WWE management yelled at Kurt, and Jinder in that match is what is best for business. Uh, Reigns wants in the match, and Kurt says, no, that won't happen because management says Reigns will get no further opportunities to qualify. I bet they got a loud pop. <laughs> Reigns says he will do what he has to do and leaves. Uh, Reigns finds Mahal and they brawl backstage. They brawl into the arena and Reigns lays out Mahal with his Superman punch. Angle brings up the riffs and Angle brings up the riffs and they all separate them. Okay, so our first match is Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. WWE's IC title match. Kevin heads up top and Rollins rushes up and cuts him off. They trade strikes. Kevin hits the twisting fisherman's buster. Rollins rolls to the floor back in and Rollins hits the blackout and covers for the win. Oh man, that was so good. That match was off the chain. So I'm telling you, man, Seth Rollins is in that zone, man. Ever since he got the curb stomp back, he's just been <laughs> money. He's, he's back to full power. Huh? <laughs> yes, sir. And so Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel approach Kurt Angle for a Raw tag team title shot. Angle makes, makes a match for later tonight, but it won't be for the title since they never won a match and they lost to the champions last week. Uh, so Bobby Roode versus Boring Corbin versus No Way Jose. Money in the Bank qualifying uh, triple threat match. 
Corbin hits the choke breaker on Jose for two. Rude returns and gets a sunset flip for two. Rude then runs into deep six and Jose makes the save. Corbin now lays in the corner, lays in corner clothesline to, to both, but gets posted. Rude hits the DDT and finishes Jose. Dang, Jose got to take the pin. Yeah. Oh, at least he shows some fire, though. He shows some aggression. Oh, yeah? Yep. Cool. All right, so Kevin Owens meets Kurt Angle backstage and demands a rematch with Seth Rollins. And it's going to be a hard no from Kurt. Kevin threatens to call Stephanie. Wow. <laughs> he call, threatens to call Stephanie. Angle now checks on Mahal, who wants his match postponed. Angle refuses, and Mahal says he will compete. So Kurt's excellent Bo Dallas versus the Fashion Police. Fandango fights back, hitting a power slam for two. Dallas takes out Breeze. Fandango misses the top rope leg drop, and the B-team hits a double-team neckbreaker for the win. Um, I will take credit for this particular piece of business because I've been saying for a month they need to stop fucking around and actually let Axel and Bo Dallas be something, win some matches, and the people will get behind them. If you build it, they will come, right? That's right. Okay, so uh, they cut a post-match promo and said they are coming for those tag team titles. So look out. Okay, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Amber Moon versus Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. Morgan escapes the sharpshooter and hits an enziguri for two as it breaks down. Banks hits Meteora to the floor. Moon hits a suicide dive, and Natalia gets the sharpshooter for the win. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre cut a promo on tonight's match versus Braun Strowman and Finn Balor. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus The Revival. Wyatt runs wild and hits the Uranage. Matt tags in and gets... And we get a twist of fate and the double sister Abigail for the win. Where do you see this tag team going, by the way? It just seems kind of, it just seems like they're just running through everybody. Yeah, I guess they're gonna have eventually Bray Wyatt do the turn on them. I hope. Yeah, I mean, I was like, because at first I was thinking like he must be just playing him, but like looking at like his promos, I think this dude is uh, to quote a to steal a quote from uh, the Jacksons, the the Young Bucks. I think uh, I think Bray is all in. <laughs> he might be. Like, that dude looks crazy. <laughs> uh, backstage, Banks wishes. Hold on. Oh yeah, Banks wishes Bailey luck in her Money in the Bank qualifying match. Sami Zayn comes to the ring. He says Prince Harry looks like him and is a big fan of his. <laughs> Quite great. He then cuts a promo on Bobby Lashley, complaining about how Lashley gives him even vertigo, even as a doctor's note, and breaks out the old man with glasses to read it. Oh. Sami then shows the what? That, that, Sami Zayn with the glasses. That's the best. Uh, Sammy then shows the video interview with Lashley and Renee Young from last week. Sammy says Lashley wants to be him, as Lashley even wore his hat for the interview. Sammy then reveals Lashley... He did wear that hat, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Sammy then reveals Lashley has something to hide, and says that he is bringing Lashley's sister to next week's Raw to expose him. Yeah, she'll probably beat him up some more, torture him. Uh, let's see here. Alexa Bliss versus Bailey versus Mickey James in the Money in the Bank qualifier. The Bailey to Bailey on Alexa gets two, and James makes the saves. Bailey throws James to the floor, and Bliss KOs Bailey and finishes it with the DDT. So, Alexa yeah. Bliss is the best. So good for uh, Max Mini. Oh, dude. So Reigns attacks Mahal once again, spewing him through some drywall. They, uh, they tried to do something cool for Roman, at least for once. Like, at the beginning, they should have just had the show start off with Roman, beat, yeah, Roman beating the hell out of gender and cutting a promo on him while he's beating his ass instead of him having him come in the ring and talking about, I got screwed by gender last week. But they tried to make it up with this this attack where he speared him through the drywall. See, if they're trying to make him like a, like with this, like a Stone Cold character, Stone Cold didn't complain. He just went out and kicked your ass. Exactly. Like, 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 yeah, the show should have opened with, like, Mahal laid out and, like, Roman, like, standing over him, like, nah, yeah. Punk. It should have been, like, Mahal, should have been Roman beating him, like, beating on him and telling him, like, you know what I'm saying? You want to be famous? I'm going to make you famous. You're going to take this ass whooping and you're going to be famous because Roman Reigns just beat your ass. Right, and he just, like, makes a call out saying, like, I'm going to beat all your asses. It's <laughs> wait. Right. All right, so uh, Braun Strowman and Finn Balor versus Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Balor knocks Drew to the floor and hits the sling blade on Ziggler. Balor goes John, <laughs> goes John Woo on Ziggler. Braun takes out McIntyre on the floor. Ziggler crotches Balor up top and pins him. So, Man, Drew McIntyre has risen the tide of Dolph Ziggler. He's made him actually worth a damn. Is he actually making him? I mean, is he actually, like, like by via, like, him being around, is he making him a better wrestler, or is he still, sh- like, the other shits? Uh, no, he's actually making him relevant. Because that, fin- that, that finishing move is pretty hot. The Claymore zigzag combination finishing move, that's pretty hot. Because every time they do those stupid selfie promos, it's like McIntyre is, is, is like on fire. And like Ziggler is just like Ziggler. It's just like he's there. <laughs> it just looks like a weird combination. It's just like, 
I mean, like, and I know I said this about Enzo and Cass, but like, Dolph is like the little dog, and and uh, Drew McIntyre is like the big dog. You know, the little scrappy dog. Right. right. So you gonna fight him? You gonna fight him? <laughs> Shut uh, up. Speaking of Enzo, he got cleared of all his charges. Congratulations for him. <laughs> yeah. What he didn't get cleared of was lying or not disclosing to the WWE. Right. But mm-hmm. as far as if he gonna go to jail or not, he in the clear. So, so young Littlefoot still has a chance. <laughs> so good. Shout out to her. They'll eventually bring him back. Oh yeah, for sure. Keep his nose clean. Six more months, he'll be fine. This is like a, a Titus O'Neil like type suspension, you know? <laughs> you, yeah, exactly. So you gotta you gotta take your whoopings. All right, so uh, Kevin Owens versus Elias. I'm sorry, the Drifter versus Lashley. Winning the event qualifier. Lashley brawls with the Drifter and then hits a press slam. What you got over there, Dini? Um, it is a sweet red wine, Santa Julio, Dulce Tinto. Hashtag bad and boozy. Yes, Be from sure. Mendoza, Argentina. What y'all tonight? Y'all six sheets. Si, si. I've I've done all the Spanish. I know. So I'm <laughs> I bet you were a hit at Cinco de Mayo, weren't you? Of course, everybody loved me. <laughs> uh. The Dominator follows for two as Sammy attacks Lashley to break up the pin. He hits the Haluva kick to Lashley on the floor. Kevin hits the Frog Splash and pins the Drifter. Kevin, mm. or can he celebrate post-match? Um, when, All right. When, and that is your Monday Night Raw. When he when Elias sat on the side of the ring and had JoJo hold that mic for him so he could perform his <laughs> song. Oh, my gosh. I hear Bray also has JoJo hold, hold his mic for him. Hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. hey. Hey, 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 hey! He's got the allegedly. whole world. Got the whole world in his hands. Allegedly, allegedly. But yeah, Elias is the best. Even though he loses, mm-hmm. he's still the best. Yes, he is. Man. How could you mess Elias? The beard, the man bun, oh, God, the guitar, the kimono, exactly. The denim. <laughs> what does WWE stand for? What the what? Well, he looks like, a, he looks like the dude who was asking me for who was asking me for change earlier. So yeah, really? <laughs> Dini, calm down. I'm just saying, it's like if you know somebody, <laughs> which like I saw that dude like yesterday, like <laughs> in another part of town. This is not a small town. <laughs> he like, gets around. This, he clearly like, has dude, transportation. This dude is be like walking. He's like he's drifting like the drift like your drifter boy. <laughs> he doesn't drift anymore. He's like that dude he's just because no, I was just standing, I was standing on the corner. Why were you standing, standing on the corner? Standing? For reasons, TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for reasons. Anyway, I was just standing there, and then he just comes up to me. He's like asking me for change. I'm like, that's all. This. And I told him I didn't have any. He was just like, God bless you, man. And like, I didn't recognize that voice. I was like, it's that behold, same. a Christian. It's yeah. the same dude from yesterday. Like, and I was on another side, another part of town. Well, why don't you have change? He clearly trying to set up the thing here. He's trying, he's trying to, to provide a blessing for you, man. Give him change. Set up, that, right. set, up that, set up that crack pipe. That's what he's trying to do. Well, he's not on crack. Oh, t- well, have you seen a crack? Yeah, they'd be running around everywhere. This man game went from That's one true. side. This man went from one side of the city to another side. That's true. Ain't no distance for a crackhead. That is, that's accurate. <laughs> this old guy was on my train talking about, can anybody spare some change? Can, I'm an old man. He had a cane with him. He was walking without the cane, though. I was like, how about you use the cane? It's a miracle. <laughs> and then maybe he'll look a little more invalid and people will give you money. Just a thought. Not working the gimmick, huh? Not at all. <laughs> Carrying it in his hands talking about, I'm an old man. I think he said he was a veteran. He was not no veteran. He laughed. It was like when um, McFoley used to be, well, when Cactus Jack was in WCW, and they gave him a whip to crack. And he mm. didn't know how to crack the whip. because uh, So he just held it in his hand. Yeah. It's like that. He didn't work the gimmick. Yeah, you gotta work it. If you if you got the props, you gotta use the props. That's right. So, I don't know how we got there, but <laughs> right. so guys, uh, I love both of you. You guys are my family. But I'm gonna dip out. Right. Wow. Peace. Mm. If you ever Shout didn't out. think Thank Sam yous. was black. Mm-hmm. See, I was gonna be Oh, you're still black. here. Hi. <laughs> See. Okay, now I'm gonna wear away. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do like your boy and I'm gonna trip away. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> bye, Sam. All right, Miss Dijonet, it's time for SmackDown Matters. That's what I get for being shady. Yeah, so they're still in England. Things happen. Renee brings out Daniel Bryan to the ring. The commentary discusses Daniel failing to qualify for Money in the Bank last week. Renee puts over his run since returning last week when he lost 
to Rusev Day. The crowd cheers for Daniel as Renee tries to talk, basically makes it impossible for her to continue. But Daniel gets them back on track. And once he gets their attention and they stop the chant, he admits that he was disappointed when he lost last week. He's happy to be back doing what he loves. But now it's not enough to just be back. He wants more. He wants to be on top. He will scratch and claw to get there, but he will be WWE champion. Big Cass interrupts and says he's sick of Daniel running his mouth. Brian may have the fans sold on him, but Cass thinks it's a load of crap. He reminds us that he dumped Daniel from the Greatest Royal Rumble, and Cass was the reason he lost to Rusev. Cass made sure Brian's dreams do not come true. Excuse me. Ooh, he says he tapped that backlash just to beat up Brian again, and he did. Cass says he plans to keep following Brian around and ruin things for him. So, in case you haven't noticed, Big Cass is Baron Corbin, just <laughs> on a different show. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> uh, Cass marks Brian's time in the Greatest World Rumble because he tossed him. He calls Brian a loser and says he should have stayed retired. He says he should go home, be a family man, and allow Bree to wear the pants in the family. And of course, you know, all the men in England are like, oh, you know, that's what you do. Cass enters the ring and Brian attacks, lays in rice, and then he attacks Cass's knee. Daniel keeps beating on Cass, attacking that knee. Russ make the save. But Brian keeps the attack going, posting Cass's knee. He then chop blocks him and locks on a heel hook. And Cass taps my notes say, like a bitch. Refs and producers pull Brian away to save Cass. Yeah. How did we feel about that? Uh, Daniel Bryan turned into long-haired Minoru Suzuki. And, it, <laughs> and I was here for it. I, you might not know who Minoru Suzuki is. I don't know. But he's a, a guy from New Japan. And he's a bad, bad man. And uh, mm. yeah, he he likes to torture people with submission holes, mm. and that's basically what Brian, uh, Dan Brian, turned into right then. Oh, so he turned into Shayna Baszler. Yeah, a little bit like that too. Mm-hmm. Cool. It works better when you like them. <laughs> <laughs> Next was New Day, specifically Xavier and Big E versus the Bar. This is a Money in the Bank qualifier. Whatever team wins gets to have one member of said team go forward into the Money in the Bank match. So Xavier tags in and hits the DDT for two. Cesaro cuts Xavier off, but then Cesaro gets posted. Woods hits the wheelbarrow driver, but Sheamus makes the save. There's a breakdown, and then Big E spears Sheamus through the ropes to the floor, looking like he killed himself, per usual. In the ring, Woods hits the rope walk, elbow drop, and wins! Who shocked? Not me. Xavier is amazing. It's the power of the beard. It's the power of the beard. I was just about to say, that is what happens when you grow your beard out and it gets to flourishing. Everything turns up golden for you. Beards matter. Um, the Bludgeon Brothers are looking for a team to come and play with them. I sure I speak for all the teams when they say, no, thank you. Paige talks on the phone to nobody, but that's just between you and me. And me with Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. They're complaining about things, but you know, Paige is pale. She doesn't care. She then books Becky. Oh, this is what happened. She told them that they were going to have a match against Becky Lynch. And they're like, oh, cool. Two on one, right? And it's like, no, girl. It's a triple threat match for a Money in the Bank qualifier, which means eventually Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are going to have to turn on each other because that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Do you care? I know you like Peyton, but do you have a do you have skin in the game in regards to Mandy or Sonya? No, not really. I, I'm that's uh jade to the max and mo reese and dd lovely they all they all have it for for sonya and have you heard about sonya no i haven't have you heard about her new girlfriend no i haven't she's a certain neo-nazi really Mm-hmm. not good not a good look who used to date seth rollins really Mm-hmm. oh uh, yeah that's not a good look at all so maybe allegedly allegedly okay allegedly yeah well um that might actually hurt her in her run towards the future wwe championship run that's just just like could you have picked a more awkward choice (laughs) right (laughs) jeez who would be worse nikki bella like what are you doing (laughs) oh we gotta talk about that at the end of the show those shenanigans (laughs) remember when i used to tell y'all that john cena and that other guy darren were related I told you they were brothers, and the whole time I thought Darren was half white. It might be that John is half black, because that is some mad... Never mind. We'll get there. 
We'll get there. Okay, AJ Styles comments on his match with Nakamura later tonight. He teases all kind of wacky stipulation matches for when he wins. I guess that the winner gets to choose a stipulation match for Money in the Bank. Is that what it is? Yes, ma'am. Ah, perfect. And he promises that whatever he chooses will be entertaining. But in news that matters to everybody who watches NXT, now is the SmackDown debut of Cien Almas. He comes out with Zelina Vega to fight local competitor Jake Constantino. Don't be fooled by the name. He's British. So Almas lays the boost to Constantino, hits the corner knees, and then the hammered lock DDT finishes it. He wins. So once the match is over, Selena gets on the match and says they were expecting more in terms of competition. She runs down the locker room and says they came to test SmackDown to take over. Mm. Selena Vega, she's so good. Do you want her to eventually nope. wrestle? Nope. No. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Okay. Cool. She can just be do what she does, talk on the mic, help seeing Almonds win his matches, and nope, she ain't got to wrestle. Okay. The only reason why it occurs to me because it seems like she's the Alexa Bliss of SmackDown. Of SmackDown, yeah. Oh yeah, she's by far the best promo. Oh yeah, for sure. And of Latin America, you know, I'm joking. I'm yeah, joking. Yeah, can, it was SmackDown. Yeah, yeah and mm, Kelly and T. <laughs> okay, uh, Rusev and Aiden English celebrate in Rusev's own locker room. Rusev comments on destroying Daniel Bryan last week, and they make fun of London as a city. I don't know what what's there to make fun of. I hear it's dreary. I hear the food is awful, but the people seem nice. I don't know. know. Um, English has a new song, but Lana arrives. Lana says that she has a Money in the Bank qualifier next week against Billy Kay. That's not the one you like. No. You like Peyton. Yes. Gotcha. She she lost to Charlotte last week, unfortunately. Peyton did. Yes, she did. Peyton's the one with the black hair. No, that's Billy Kay. Peyton Uh has that kind of brown hair. She has the like uh, purple and green, like Venus Flytrap is her kind of moniker interesting billy k is a black widow that's the reason why she has the black hair oh there's there's a there's a through line mm-hmm. they, have, cool. they, they haven't even gotten that deep yet but yeah oh interesting okay they all celebrate and vow to win the briefcases and reign as mr and mrs money in the bank cool carmella arrives for her celebration she gets an official introduction from a town choir mentioning that she beat charlotte twice she enters with royal guards accompanying her she gives the fans a chance to show how much they love her and she asks them to shower her with praise they don't she says let's try it again they still don't she runs down the fans for not showing her the respect that she's earned she commands that they bow before her they don't so carmella continues to run down the fans reminding them that she's money and the champion she claims to be better than everyone even ronda rousey which Ronda's only had one half of a match, so of course she's better. Duh. Anyway, Carmella says that she's better than Trish and Lita combined, and that is where <laughs> the I have to scratch. stop you. <laughs> what? Like, Hold what? Up. what? <laughs> she was feeling herself. I don't think that was in the promo. I think she just kind of got like, she was feeling the crowd and everything, and she just... She, she was like, let me say whatever I can say. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, oh, that is where you're wrong, sweet miss. I had to put the uh, Tamina side eye. In, her, in the raw cast for that one. Yes, it was very bad. It was just like, ooh, ooh, mm, mm, no, no. But anyway, Paige interrupts. And and she's like hometown hero because she's from somewhere in England. Maybe London, maybe not. And she informs Carmella that she has a title defense at Money in the Bank. Carmella says she's not defending. And Paige is like, you are. And your opponent is Asuka. Asuka has some of the best music for women. Mm-hmm. And I would put her in top 10 overall, but like her music is just like, just a groove. You got to come in like a badass. She does the Randy Orton thing, but like on the stage and not at the, t- it's, oh, I love it. Carmella runs away though, because of course she ran away from Oscar. <laughs> Duh. Carmella ain't got this far being stupid. Anyway, Renee interviews Nakamura. He promises to be, oh, he knows English this week. He promises to beat Styles tonight. He says Styles will get multiple knees to the face and will break Styles' face. He will dishonor Styles and then take his title. My takeaway is that he knows English this super, week. Super true. Super true. He's my favorite. Becky versus Mandy versus... Uh, first of all, I cannot with Mandy's Skinamax entrance. Like, it was funny last week. It's still, like, she's gorgeous, but it just makes me feel so uncomfortable. Like, the soft focus, the slow motion, the golden lights. 19-year-old like, D.D. Uh, feeling some kind of way. 
Uh, it's so weird. It's so stoke stockings. It's just, it's all of those things that she really had no business watching. And then she's like, here, in the nine o'clock hour of SmackDown. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so disconcerting. There's a 13 year old boy that's like, oh, man, this is my favorite. Having an awakening. Like, everything is coming into like clear focus for him. Like, yes. It's just, ah, it's so awkward. Anyway. Lynch counters a suplex. Mandy accidentally takes out Sonya. There's a disarmor by Lynch, and Mandy taps. Samoa of the Joes cuts a promo on Big Cass, running him down ahead of next week's match. So I guess that's the new thing. Cool. Billy Kay cuts a promo with Peyton Royce on Lana. Cool. So then your uh, main event of the night, AJ versus Shinsuke. The winner will pick the stipulation for the Money in the Bank rematch. Nakamura gets cut off with a spin kick as he goes for the Kinshasa. AJ goes for the springboard and we almost get a rough bump. Nakamura fakes a low blow from Styles, setting up a distraction which allows Nakamura to attack with a reverse exploder and the Kinshasa for the win. Oh, so did you hear me? Yes. Distraction. 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 So yeah, with the Kinshasa, Nakamura wins, and that is how your SmackDown ends for the week. That was a good ass match. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad it had like an actual ending. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think everybody felt that way. I really liked um Samoa Joe cutting that promo yeah. with Big Cass. Man, he is so good right now. He ain't cut a promo on anybody. Right. Because it's almost like since when do you have an issue with Big Cass? Like they told me I had a match and I got shit to say. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. And he's so good at it. Mm-hmm. He's definitely uh one of the best when it comes to making WWE talk sound good. Mm-hmm. Everybody yes. doesn't have the skill to make their script sound convincing and menacing, but some of it yeah. just found it. Agree. Well, please help out CSPN and the WrestleCast by supporting our sponsor for this week's show, Blue Apron. You can get $30 off your first offer. All you have to do is go to CSPN.us, then click on click on the tab that says Keep Our Podcast Free, and then click on Blue Apron to sign up for your first order. You'll get all these good ingredients, good um, food sent to your house each and every month. All you have to do is prepare the meals just like the instructions tell you. And in 30 or 45 minutes, you'll have healthy meals right there on your table. So please help the podcast out by supporting Blue Apron through CSPN.us and keep our podcast free tab and then click on Blue Apron to sign up. Blue Apron is delicious, just FYI. Yes, yes. And, and you get to keep the little recipe cards. Right. So once once your food is gone, you can still just go to the store and use those same recipes. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into NXT, RFA, yes. Hill Life Supreme, Tommaso yes. Ciampa enters to Johnny Wrestling's music. <laughs> Tommy says Johnny may have won a battle, but he will always win the war. Champa says he's broken Johnny's mind, his spirit, his body, and Johnny Wrestling is gone. He wins. Candice LeRae arrives and takes the mic. Candice questions who Tommy is. She used to think she knew him, but doesn't recognize who he's become. Candice claims that he's the one that's broken as Champa mocks her. She's done shedding tears for him. He's not the man that she knew. He's a monster. One thing she knows is that Johnny is better than him. Tommy says... Maybe he was better, but Johnny is not half the man that he is. That's why Johnny sent his wife out and didn't come himself. Trumpa uh. says he lived with them for two years and says Candace was always more of a man than Johnny was. Mm. During the wedding, Tommaso thought the entire time, how could Candace be? But she slaps him and then Tommy bails. Mm. Really good opening segment to to the like Johnny Gargano's whole entrance music, his graphics come up, and then Tommaso <laughs> Ciampa comes out doing his wave. Like, oh, this dude right here is on some other shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he he's so good. That's my kind of carrying on. Yes, like I said, hashtag Hill Life Supreme. <laughs> Lacey Evans versus Brandy Lauren. Evans attacks right away, laying the boost to Lauren. Evans hits a slingshot, slingshot elbow drop. Then Evans takes the time to pose, and then she hits a moonsault. Then she hits the knockout shot, and she finishes Brandy Lauren. As Lacey Evans was going back up the ramp, Kari Sane attacks, and she takes Evans into the ring. Kari looks for the insane elbow, elbow, but Evans bails, and she escapes. So Kari Sane looked pretty good in that. 
Mm-hmm. We get a video package of last week's confrontation between Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. Alistair Black was interviewed earlier about Ricochet and Dream wanting title shots. He knows he's a target, but reminds us that he's already beat Velveteen Dream, and he'd like to see if Ricochet really is the one and only. Dakota Kai is interviewed and asked about Shayna and Nikki Cross. She doesn't know what to make of them. And then Nikki arrives and asks Dakota why she won't fight Shayna. Dakota is scared, and Nikki says, "Fear come with fear comes opportunity, and Dakota Kai should fight. We get Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. <laughs> Dream teases a dive, and Ricochet drop kicks him to the floor. Ricochet teases a dive and then ends up doing his pose. Dream attacks Ricochet, and then they end up in a double down. Lars Sullivan then arrives and attacks, destroying both men for no contest. Uh, you know how last week Rick, uh, Velveteen Dream said anything Ricochet can do, he can do better? Yes. Uh, yes, he was basically doing like flips and all types of flippy shit with Ricochet to kind of prove to him that yes, he can keep up with him. So very like, see? Mm-hmm. So good. Lars Sullivan came in, you know, broke up the match, <laughs> but the seven or eight minutes where they actually wrestled each other, oh my gosh, this was so good. Mm-hmm. Connor Reeves versus Raul Mendoza. Raul Mendoza tries to fire up and he hits an Enziguri and a running forearm. Another Enziguri follows, but Kona cuts him off and finishes him with a Hawaiian drop. Uh, Kona Reeves looks like a combination of uh, The Rock and John Morrison. So, <gasps> What? Yeah, good luck with that. That's a thing? Kinda, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Velveteen Dream and Ricochet both want someone Lars Sullivan for his attack. And so they meet at Stephen Regal's office and go in and they apparently have a meeting with Stephen Regal. Earlier in the day, TM61 and Heavy Machinery, they had an altercation and this sets up a match for next week. Main event time, Pete Dunn, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burt versus the Undisputed Era of Adam Cole, baby, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. Cole and Dunn are both laid out on the outside and the two tag teams brawl. O'Reilly accidentally hits Roddy Birch and Lorcan hit a double team spike DDT on Kyle O'Reilly, and they get the upset victory as Pete Dunn, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch are victorious. Uh, Kyle, uh, Adam Cole was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> on the outside, so this set up a really, a really interesting uh, uh, dynamic here with um, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch being the tag team champions. So I guess presumably they'll get a title shot in the future. So. That was a pretty interesting end to the main event. Next week, we have TM61 versus Heavy Machinery. And we also have a handicap match between Lars Sullivan versus Velveteen Dream and Ricochet. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, folks, I know Backlash has taken a lot of people out of the WWE you know, landscape right now. They're like not really feeling WWE. A lot of people are probably going to check back around like SummerSlam to see if they kind of got it back on track. But uh-huh. y'all really need to be watching NXT. It's an hour. So easy. Everybody who listens to this program probably has the network. It's the easiest, most greatest hour you can watch. It goes by really fast. And when it ends, you're always like, man, I can watch like 30 more minutes. So get into NXT because there's a lot of good stuff about to happen, especially with Velveteen Dream, Lars Sullivan, um, Ricochet, and possibly Aleister Black. It might be leading up to a four-way. And Tommaso Ciampa is the best heel in the business. He's got the most fire shirt in wrestling, and you can't even buy it because he's a heel. And he said he doesn't want his shirt for sale because he's a bad guy. That's Uh, a a uh, man uh. after your heart, Didi. He's perfect. So this time, I'm going to open it up to Miss Didi Jonay for her thank yous and shout outs. I mean, thank you to John Cena for being every bit of Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we, before we end the show. John <laughs> Cena was on NBC. And what's the other? Hoda and what's the other The lady? Today Show. Kathy, Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was basically uh, saying how much he loved Nikki Bella, how much he wished that, you know, he could make Nikki Bella his wife, how much that he wanted to have kids with Nikki Bella. So basically a whole 180 from the John Cena that we have known and we've seen uh, throughout the Total Bellas run and everything that we've heard about John Cena. So D.D. Jone, the floor is yours. Um, I just, I would love to call bullshit because <laughs> it don't take you six years to decide you want to get married. That's just it and that's all. But let's say you finally said I love her, I trust her, I made her sign a 75 point contract she didn't have a problem with it. She's the one. 
We get engaged on WrestleMania. Cool. You still don't want kids. And yet the second she actually leaves you, you're going to get your ass on the Today Show and say, not even, I changed my mind, I want kids. Essentially, if that's what to take to keep her, I want kids. That's no kind of father. Any dude who'll be like, let me do you a favor and give you children is going to be a shitty father. Let's just say that. That's it and that's all. So the fact that you got up there and then Kathy Lee and Hoda's messy asses interviewed her two days later and showed her the video of what he said. It was like, how do you feel about that? And it's like, I don't care how she feel about it. How does Bree feel about it? What your sister feel? What your parents feel? Because I don't trust you to make the right decisions. Because the correct decision is he don't want kids. And I do. And that's it. But when I tell you he pulled that whole let me do a 180 when my girl is really about to leave. That nigga was on some please, baby, baby, please. He was very Dwayne Wayne at the other wedding. I was like, I cannot with you. How did you feel about it? Um, I kind of felt like you felt like, oh, it's pretty interesting that you, you done did a whole 180 now that, you know, she done left you. And, and she was the one who was like, you know what, John? I'm tired of your bullshit. I'm out of here. And, and now you're singing a whole different tune. So, yeah, I was like you. Like, hmm, very convenient now, John. Go on the Today Show and put the pressure on this woman. Right. <laughs> and then the other thing that happened because of that was all of the cynical internet wrestling community was just like, oh, this is a work. And it's like, yeah, it might be. But if it isn't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. You know, like, if it isn't. That's that's awful. First of all, if it is, I feel like there are other ways to get attention for your TV show. Like, so for me, the fact that this could possibly be a work is just like, you're doing too much work. But if it's real, oh, either way, it's awful. Either way, he's awful. Yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Dolph Ziggler can slide in them DMs and, and get her mind off of John Cena and make it all go away. I'm just saying, Braun Strowman would never. Hmm. <laughs> uh. So, anything? That's your that's your final thoughts on that. Yeah, I think Braun Strowman whenever is a great way to end. <laughs> All right. <laughs> your your shout outs and thank yous. Uh, shout out to I forgot her name already. Faye K, Jackson. right? Faye, Faye Jackson. Faye, Faye Jackson. Faye mm-hmm. Jack- that's awful. I got all these kind of aunties named Faye. Faye Jackson out of Toledo, Ohio. See, I remember that part. Shout out to her for being on. Um, on the show today, she was very nice to talk to. Very sweet. I'm gonna buy a t-shirt because what I look like not supporting a fellow thick snack. What? Of course I am. Um, shout out to Samuel for dropping in. Uh, shout out to you for being the best producer in the game, working through our technical difficulties. Shout out to the chairman per usual. Shout out to Mel because Mel always gets shout outs. Shout out to Greg working like the good Jamaican that he is. Shout out to Old Lady Gang. Um, the program that I've been having to organize is on Saturday, which means come Saturday, I don't have to do this shit no more. What? What? So what? you're not going to get a chance to watch the Royal Wedding, royal re- wedding huh? Not unless I wake up at like 7 in the morning. Right. And maybe I will, maybe I won't. If I wake up, it's, it's not going to be because I put an alarm. You're going to you gonna have a hashtag? Um, Didi does the WrestleCast watches Royal. Yeah, let's do that because we like alliteration. <laughs> Hashtag WrestleCast watches Royals. Yep. Oh, also, let me see if I can find it real quick. I was on the internet and I was on the Twitters and somebody has a way for you to find your royal name. So my royal name is Lit as Fuck. So let me see if I can find it. Give me 17 seconds. Not even that many. There it goes. Okay. You start with either Lord or Lady. So you would be Lord because you're a guy. Thank you. You're welcome. The first name is one of your grandparents' names. Okay. Then your your surname is the name of your first pet. Then you say of, followed by the name of the street you grew up on. So for me, I chose, I have two grandparents that I know. I have T. Russell on my dad's side, rest in peace, and I have Doris. I'm not going by Doris. So, because that's my mom's name. So no, no, no. So Lady T. Russell, my first pet was a dog named Bear. Lady T. Russell Bear of Brinkley. Because I was raised on Brinkley Station Drive. And I really like my royal name. What's your royal name? Let's see. Um, I guess my, I would be Lord, I guess Doc, because that was my grandma, my grandfather's name. Mm-hmm. This is, well, I guess his nickname, his name was really Eddie, but everybody knew him as Doc. 
Mm-hmm. My first pet would be Midnight. We had a black mixed shepherd. Her name is Midnight. Okay. And then Street would probably be of Justice Street. That was a street. So Lord Doc Midnight of Justice. Yep. Yes. <laughs> that is a name. <laughs> Okay, so this is what we're going to do. Whether you watch the wedding live or not on Saturday, I want to see all of y'all's royal names on this hashtag. So I'm going to do the hashtag now. I'm going to forward. I'm going to link the way you make your name. And I want all of our names because this is some fancy shit. That's fun. I like silly fun. That's why I do BuzzFeed quizzes. All right, that's it. All right. Again, I'd like to thank Miss Faye Milkshake Jackson for joining us. You can follow her on Twitter at... Faye Jackson, 419. You can follow as far as Instagram and Facebook as well, at Faye Jackson, 419. I'd like to give a big shout-out to Sam for doing our Rawcast report. Give a shout-out to Ms. Didi Jonay for holding it down with SmackDown Matters. Give a shout-out to the chairman for all the work he's going to do and putting in the parting promo. Give a shout-out to all of the podcasters and the podcast here on CSPN. Give a shout-out to The Glow and all the WrestleBase. Give a shout-out to everybody who participates in the broadcast and hashtag SmackDown Matters and hashtag NXTCast. So, thank you all. Thank you all very much for um, supporting us each and every week. Please go follow and support Miss Faye Jackson. Uh, Go buy a t-shirt. Go see her at her live events that she's coming up. She will be performing at Nova Pro Wrestling, the 2018 Commonwealth Cup. It's a two-day event happening Friday and Saturday, June 8th and 9th in Allendale, Virginia. So go check her out there. And on that note, I'm Don DeLaRente for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Aditi Jonet, and our Rawcast correspondent, Miss Sammy Kulunga. This has been episode 185 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the Oh, Mr. Bobby Lashley. Mr. Jacked Up, Mr. Intense, Mr. Dominant. Leaves WWE for 10 years, decides to make his big return to Raw on the very same night that I return to Raw. And you know what? To his credit, he comes back looking like a million bucks. He tries to make an impact, and that's all well and good. The only problem is he tried to do it at my expense. All right? Take a look at this. Okay, okay, now this happened a couple of weeks ago, and you all cheered, and you all applauded as Bobby Lashley hoisted me above his head, okay, and effortlessly held me there as the blood rushed to my head, and you cheered even louder yet still when he decided to send me crashing down to the mat. Oh, you all cheered, you all applauded, but did any of you stop to think what effect that would have on me? No, you didn't. Well, it's okay, because I'll tell you what the effect it had on me was, okay? Because of that right there, I contracted vertigo. That's right. The first ever documented case of vertigo in WWE history. That's why I have lost every single match that I've been in since that incident, and it's all because Bobby Lashley targeted me. Bobby Lashley victimized me. And he did it all to impress you? Oh my goodness. It's disgusting. And it's actually working is the worst part. Okay, he's getting cheered. He's getting all this buzz. He's getting notoriety. He's getting special treatment. Just last week, just last week, he sat down to a super exclusive interview with Renee Young. Bobby Lashley targeted me because he wants to be me. What, you don't believe me? Look at the hat. Look at the hat. Everybody knows that's my hat. No, no, no. No, no, no. See, so to simple people like you, that might be the answer. But not to an intellectual like me, no sir. See, something just didn't smell right. All my, all my years, if there's one thing I've learned is to trust your instincts. And all my instincts were telling me, this guy, this guy had something to hide. So I used a little tool at my disposable that I like to call Facebook. 
and I reached out to Bobby Lashley's three sisters, and boy, oh boy, did they have a story to tell. That's right, these three lovely ladies were nothing like Bobby Lashley described them to be. And from what they tell me, Bobby Lashley isn't exactly the person that he portrays himself to be either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It's fine. Hey, don't take my word for it. You can ask his sisters. That's right. Because I have invited his sisters next week to appear on Raw. Jessica, Francis, Kathy, and with his sisters in attendance, I promise I will expose the real Bobby Lashley. Yeah. <laughs> 